Ah, this is more like it. Another Tuesday after an Arizona Cardinals win, 24 hours removed. Bo and I have taken our breath. We'll discuss who do the Cardinals resign next year. Are the Rams that bad? And what does Chase Edmonds' injury prognosis mean for the rest of the season for the Cardinals in the running back room? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Let's go! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome. Alex Lancey, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. That's how we roll. You get live reads, you get get upside, you get built bar, you get bet online, but you get free content. Everybody wins. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked On AC Cards. Thank you to everybody, first and foremost, for the engagement over the weekend on Twitter. This is that's the most fun that Bo and I have. You know, it's engaging with people on YouTube. It's engaging with people on Twitter because if it weren't for all of you, you know, we wouldn't be doing this and the Lockdown Podcast Network wouldn't exist. So thank you. And uh, it was pretty much a nice little Sunday all around for the Arizona Cardinals. Not at, not only getting a W, but other teams with one losses, all faltering. Um, and it was a perfect setup for the Cardinals pivoting away from their Thursday night debaucherous loss to Green Bay, uh, you know, with the miscue at the end of the game. So, Bo, Sunday couldn't have gone any better, right? I mean, I feel like no, that yeah. was, except for injuries with Chase Edmonds, which we'll sure. talk about, but just win-loss-wise, across the landscape of the NFC in the playoff picture, perfect. Yeah, and the teams that were, you know, neck-and-neck neck with the Arizona Cardinals, they showed their behind. They showed blueprints on how they're very susceptible to losses. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, when you shut down that offense, they really don't have the ability. There's a very slim path to victory for Dallas when they're not scoring 30-plus points a game. When you look at the Buffalo Bills, where's their offense been the last couple of weeks? Uh, that's an AFC team. Your NFC, I think you and I, I think a lot of the Cardinals fans, what they saw from the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football was a team that was uh, really just hanging on. Once they lost their guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's a pretty pedestrian unit, pedestrian group. I still will contest that they're not as deep and as talented as the Arizona Cardinals, just pound for pound, and they showed that the loss. Uh, other big-time losses across the board, the Rams, I mean, that loss to the Tennessee Yuck. Titans. Uh, the Titans, I think, in that game, and your locked-on NFL co-host Tyler Rowland will probably agree with this, that the Titans are, are trending in the right direction, and, and they're proving that they're a more uh, well-rounded team than we originally thought without Derrick Henry. And they're not the team that the Arizona Cardinals blew the doors off in, in week one. They learned from that. And I think that they are, you know, just trending in the right direction at the right time. Seven and two. Uh, sure, they lost to the Jets. Sure, they had a lopsided loss to the Cardinals. But the Cardinals, we know, are a really good team. Uh, what other team? What other games did, we, did I miss that uh, impact the Cardinals as far as the NFC playoff picture? That was pretty much it. I mean, the Bucks were on a bye. You yeah. know, the Cardinals now have the outright number one seed, um, which is pretty special. We'll talk about if there's a chance that they will not be number one in the power rankings across the landscape of all of national media, including the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL Power Rankings. Uh, so takeaways from yesterday, 
what we've seen, and we'll transition this into the next segment about who the Cardinals need to resign above others is all the offseason moves worked. <laughs> and that is not an overstatement. That is not, you know, seeing starry eyed after the Cardinals moved to eight and one after nine weeks. It's truly even AJ Green, people take the loathing hatred of AJ Green out of your mouth with that one miscue after playing six weeks with one quarterback. Okay. He played with a different quarterback his whole career. Those things are going to happen. Now, everything has worked. Everything. And we've seen the culture shift maybe a little bit quicker than any of us rationally thought. Like this is happening a lot faster than we thought it could potentially, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, this is an organization where there, it was the waters were murky. We didn't know how this was going to work. You know, all the money that they gave to J.J. Watt, the guys that they brought in over the age of 30, that they were expecting to play a big role, and they've all done so in their own right. And then as far as the young guys developing and showing up as far as previous draft picks and then guys in this past draft, it, it's just panning out. Sure, you would like to see a little bit from Zayvon Collins, a little bit more from Zayvon Collins, but other than that, you really don't have a lot to be upset about as far as how this past offseason went. Steve Keim uh, just might be a top of his class as far as the 2021 offseason goes and NFL GMs are concerned. Yeah, I mean, if the Cardinals end up winning 13 games or something, it could sweep across the board. Coach of the year, MVP, and executive of the year. You know, like, okay. what could who, you, who would you give the edge Two in those, you know, those respective awards right now. I mean, outside, you know, as far as coach of the year and executive year, does anybody stand out uh, above who the Cardinals have in place? I don't know. I mean, with like Mike Vrabel's always there for me. Uh, what mm -hmm. he's done with that team, with I mean, obviously they've shifted now, made, made playoffs two years in a row, AFC championship game. But I mean, until the Packers lost, Matt LaFleur was there, um, Brian Gutekunst was there. Um, yeah. Mike McCarthy was there, Ugh. Zach Prescott, yeah. but it's true, but it's true. It's true. Kellen if Moore you're the Cow if you're the Cowboys and you get the one seed in the NFC, Mike McCarthy's winning coach of the year. I mean, it's still the NFC least. I mean, it's a pathetic division. I mean, they, they yeah, get but it never stopped Tom Brady and Bill Belichick from winning awards when they yeah, were in the I, NFC East. I mean, I think that, uh, also going into week nine, in the conversation was uh, was Zach Taylor, and now I think he's out of it. Uh, That's and then, one, sure. An interesting guy that is not gonna he's not gonna win it at the end of the day. But Arthur Smith, the fact that he has the Atlanta Falcons at four and four, they've already reached their win total from the previous season. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But it's I mean, not it's not eight and one. It's not Cliffy baby. It's not Cliffy baby. And then <laughs> Sean Payton's always gonna be there too. If they can win ten yeah. games without Drew Brees for the first time in you know almost two decades, it's up for consideration. But I mean, Steve Kimes leader in the clubhouse now because it's the most additions to a team that didn't obviously have them the year before. Uh, Zayvon Collins, we'll see. Rondo Moore has really plateaued. We haven't seen a whole lot from him. Um, the Rodney Hudson trade for the third round pick was great. Marco Wilson is holding. Marco Wilson is the most game in and game out impressive draft pick that they had. You know, I mean, he's pulling his weight. He's not there yet, but he's yeah. way further along than we thought he'd be. Way further along than we thought he'd be. For sure. And, you know? and apparently he was VJ's guy. I mean, apparently Vance Joseph loved him coming out of Florida. They make the move, move up with the Ravens into the fourth round and select the, the tool shed that is Marco Wilson. We saw a couple of yellow flags come out for Wilson, but you can't, you know, this, you can't, uh, criticize the kid for playing hard. 
and playing physical. And that's what you need, especially in his spot. When Byron Murphy's balling out as your CB1, and no doubt about it, that doesn't get enough run. But Marco Wilson and Robert Alford, like those other guys that supporting cast, uh, you can't say enough about them. As yeah, well. I mean, you just need you need a Jalen Thompson to the Byron Murphy Buda Baker, and you get it yeah. in two forms because you know sometimes there's more corners on the field than there are safeties. And just going back to the game, mm-hmm. Jalen Thompson is really, really that guy now. Yes. Like it's every week now. He's really that guy. He's Buda Baker light. He hits as hard as Buda Baker does. He's not squaring people up, but he may be a better open field tackler than Buda Baker is. Like they're a perfect I mean, entity over the top. It's crazy. That supp- that was a supplemental draft pick, ladies and gentlemen, out of Washington State. That was a who, supplemental draft pick. It's like driving the lane in the NBA when you just got a bunch of phys- like Charles Oakley's down there. Like, yeah. but and that's the entire defense. Like who who do opposing off like offensive players really want to line up against uh, when they're in the open field and they're they're facing you know a guy like Marco Wilson or Byron Murphy? I mean these this is not something that we've seen you know, from the defensive secondary in a long time because of what P3, how we know he, he had the Deion Sanders, you know, lack of tackling fuel and his, 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 his game was elsewhere is geared towards somewhere else. But I love the physicality that the defense brings on every level. And it's uh it, it sets the tone. It sets an incredible tone of toughness for this Arizona Cardinals defense. Alex Lancey, Bob Rugg, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Bo put out an interesting tweet um, earlier, and uh, it kind of puts things into perspective. Who are your favorite children? Who's What children are you going to keep? And which, I don't know, that's a bad example when you pivot it that way, but who, who are the must-re-signs for the players with expiring contracts? after this season we'll dive deep into that next segment but first i dove deep into a bill bar this morning true story um i don't know if you know this about me Bo, but i love thanksgiving all the good food and you know treats and plenty of them all this stuff but maybe you want a good tasting dessert but not so full of calories and sugar that's the perfect time for bill bar bill bar is the new holiday dessert Okay, feast on something delicious and feel good about it. You don't have to trip to fan yourself where you fall asleep in the middle of your meal with all your family members around. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Are you there yet? Are you at built.com yet? Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go to Built Bar and get, you know, eat one or two, you know? Share some with your family gatherings, um, unless you are Bo, where you should have a safe with lock and key so your, uh, you know, better half doesn't ingest all of them. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com. You promo code LOCK15 and you get 15% off your first box. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who subscribed to our YouTube channel, who's told their friends about our YouTube channel. I mean, the numbers are growing every day. It's crazy. It's really fun. This is yeah. th- this is a this is a really fun part of both of our days. Um 
So there's going to be not so fun of a conversation this offseason. Regardless of what happens, Bo put out this tweet uh, earlier, and, and, and it's good just putting out a laundry list of players that are going to be on either expiring contracts or where you'd have to franchise tag, something like that. There's going to be options. And it's kind of a grab bag. Names, ages, positions. It's kind of a little bit of everything. So let me run down the list real quick, and then we'll break down each name. Chandler Jones, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, Max Williams, Dennis Gardeck, Colt McCoy, Robert Alford. There is a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball in that list. So let's start with the least awkward and then move to the most. How about that? (laughs) Okay. So Robert Alford, um, he's going to be a lower price point. He's shown that he's a serviceable corner when we haven't seen him for two years after being signed two years ago. Would you sign Robert Alford back to a team-friendly one-year deal? Yeah, I think that the, the, there's a bunch of guys. Actually, all of these guys you consider bringing back if mm-hmm. the money makes sense, if it make, if it's cap-friendly. And Alford's one of those guys. But is he replaceable? Absolutely. You can find somebody uh, in the that's going to be available to replace maybe younger. He's 33 right now. So, yeah, Robert Alford. But, yeah, I'm not going to be upset if they let him walk via free agency. But uh, it's been a nice story to finally see him get on the field. And maybe he gives the Arizona Cardinals a little discount because they believed him. Or he could get a bump because he's not making that much money. And it wouldn't right. break the bank for the Cardinals. Dennis Gardeck, fan favorite, best sack dance in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he's definitely fallen off a cliff this year production productivity-wise. He's coming off a major injury, so it might yeah. take a few weeks for him to get there. But would you bring – because he hasn't gotten paid yet. Like, I wonder if, if he goes somewhere – if somebody's going to offer him money to be the third pass rusher or whatever in a different scheme. Well, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like if the Arizona Cardinals success continues throughout the season, like we think it's going to, and, and they make a run in this postseason, these players are going to command probably more money than they're going to be worth. Like their market value goes up a little bit and guys. And that's the tough thing is, as far as sustainable success is, is keeping your players because other teams are going to want your players at that point. So, you know, all the players that we're mentioning, you would love to bring back. I'll reiterate that. But at the Mm -hmm. same token, you have to decide, you know, is it worth it to lock them up to the guaranteed dollars? You know, are they going to, are you going to go full on 2021 bucks and run it back? You know, we we don't really see that in the NFL. Um, Gardeck, what he brings to the table, it's special teams. That's where his, his his money is made. Uh, So, but if it's going to come down to a guy like Gardeck and some of the other guys that you're going to, that we're going to bring up, you know, bigger names like Zach Ertz or Christian Kirk, I think you have to make the decision or bringing somebody in off the free agent market that's a bigger name to make a bigger impact. I think that you, Gardeck is one of those guys that, although he's a fan favorite, that you would have to probably say goodbye to. Yeah, right. And these are the less awkward conversations where if they come back, great. If they don't, that's fine. You're going to yeah, miss him. You know, he's, he's, he's a character, but you'd rather bring back guys with more impact if possible, if the money were cl- somewhere close to the same. Let's sure. just streamline this really quickly. James yeah. Conner, A.J. Green, Colt McCoy, yes. Look, I, I don't know. Are you out I, on I, A.J. Green? There is one. I would, I would seriously consider and prioritize re-signing one of those three guys, and it's Colt McCoy. And it's going to cost a little bit more money. He's only making $1.2 million. You know, his performance uh, on Sunday alone is going to get him a little bit more. I mean, if Andy Dalton's making close to $10 million, uh, you can get a guy, you're going to have to sign Colt McCoy probably upwards of five plus million dollars for at least one year. Uh, I think that's a no brainer. He's such a, 
it's such a, a luxury to have a backup of his sure. caliber to bring back. But James Conner? Like, I just think that as far as the how the NFL goes now, and I think that teams, smart teams, and out as a wide receiver to like AJ Green on the outside is something you can find via the draft or via free agency. James Conner as well. You know, is it going to pay off like James Conner 2021 has and AJ Green 2021 has? Probably not. But I, th- I think you try to at least because Chase Edmonds is a guy that's going to be available too. He's going to be his contracts up. Uh, you at least try to draft one running back. And you probably, I mean, we know Steve Kime, he can't help himself. He's going to draft a wide receiver at some point, probably in the second round, like he's done the last couple seasons. Uh, you find that outside receiver, you get younger at both those positions because the shelf life for those guys in the NFL, those positions, the running backs, uh, it's not long. And you just kind of say, hey, that was great what we got from James Conner. I just don't think he can duplicate it. I don't agree with that at all. Like, and, and it's not like uh, if they lose him, they're going to take a huge step back. I agree with the AJ Green thing, even though it rips my heartstrings because <laughs> I love AJ Green. And I feel like even if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be able to put up 700 yards and five touchdowns and be somebody you can trust on third down when you really need it. Um, I think, I think people are kind of, I was low on the James Conner signing because I thought it was kind of an afterthought. We haven't seen him in a couple of years be actually healthy. Um, it was the first or second game where you saw his giddy up immediately. You're like, oh, sheesh. The dude's got a lot more than we thought. Immediately. You can tell when a guy's lost a step. Look at LeBron. You can tell when people have lost steps and when they don't have that giddy up. James Conner still has it. He's never been an RB1 or the half of an RB1 backfield. And I feel like with that moving forward, he's only 26. I would happily give him two-year, nine mil, five-and-a-half guaranteed to stay. Have a no-brainer guy that you can that can be the bruiser. The only problem is that may mean that you're getting rid of Chase Edmonds because he's going to get offered more money than uh, James Conner, obviously, right? Because he's the I more mean- of the new age back. I don't know. I mean, James Conner at the end of the day, I mean, if, if Derrick Henry's going to miss the rest of the season, James Conner could realistically lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's tied for the, the, the league lead. He's got 10, he's got 11 total. Um, his agent's going to have a lot of firepower to get him a big deal in the free agent market. But 26, I mean, that's the key age. I mean, we've seen the Arizona Cardinals move off of running backs and that as they should, because you just see like the, the chances of him coming back and, and having the same type of success, it's been such, they have managed his workload so well. And yeah. we're going to see with Chase Edmonds, as the reports are, you know, he could miss four to six weeks with the, the high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to continue to manage that workload, uh, you know, Agreed. the best way you well, can. Well, that's that why Eno Benjamin's here. Yeah, Eno Benjamin, sure, but he's not going to be able to do the same things that Chase Edmonds. you got to maybe hand the ball off a couple more times to Rondell Moore and then, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals quarterbacks have been unbelievable in their completion percentage. Like, it's basically a run. Some of the passes that they run as far as the Christian Kirk or to Rondell Moore or whoever's in the backfield, I mean, they're completing 74% of their passes. It's unreal. And I bet below, you know, under the line of scrimmage, it's money in the bank. So that's an addition to your run game. They just have to be smart. You can't, like, it was nice to see James Conner get 20-plus carries against the Niners on Sunday. That can't happen again. Yeah, you don't want just that. Can't. Right. Because you know 13... 10 games the last two seasons, it's, uh, you, you got to keep him fresh. So, you know, Benjamin, yeah, the, the ability to, to rely on him, I think, 
more carries going forward. But as far as re-signing Connor, like if it makes sense, sure. But I, I really am going to pound the table this offseason. Draft the guy. Draft the guy. I mean, look at Elijah Mitchell for the, for the Niners. I mean, you, you can find guy. I mean, that's just one of those positions where you have to stay young. If it's if it's Chase Edmonds and a draft pick, fine. If it's James Conner and a draft pick, I'm here for those. Okay. I can appreciate that. The Cardinals are the only team in the NFC West that has a first-round pick next year. And I believe they're <laughs> one of the only two or three that have a second-round pick. They're so, not going to draft a run. You're no, 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 yeah. no, no. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying that directly. I'm saying I'm just mentioning that they have options. They also have a yeah. second round pick. I know they're not going to draft a running back in the first round. Um, you know what? We're just going to go along. Let's just keep going. So, yeah, uh, Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds are two. They're going to be grouped together. They've always been grouped together. They're guys that haven't always taken that leap, but we've seen what the the mountaintop looks like, and it's sexy as hell when we can see the output that they're like chase Edmonds in space is magic. Christian Kirk is a good route runner. He can take the, the roof off a of defense. We just haven't seen it with, with, um, you know, any sort of game in game out way. And my vocabulary is completely escaping me. One of the Nobody other, yeah. one of the other Bobrock chase uh, Edmonds, Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk, Christian Kirk, I think, uh, is probably my top priority to resign on anybody. Really? I mean, I think Sunday was example numero uno in, in what That's you use. number one for. in Spanish. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Thank you. Your English vocabulary is terrible. <laughs> but you know Spanish. Oh, he's a fluent speaker, everybody. Um, all of us were sophomore year in high school. Yeah. Christian Kirk, <laughs> his versatility that he's showing, and then his how he's kind of – he's thriving for Christian Kirk in his new role with this team. Like, I know it's not like crazy numbers, but what he was able to do – with the absence of Kyler Murray, with the absence of A.J. Green, the pass that he threw. I mean, he dropped a dime, the pass yeah. that he threw in that game to Antoine Wesley. I, I just, I think Christian Kirk, at 24 years old, he's probably going to command the most money out of anybody. Maybe outside of Chandler Jones might command the most money, probably. But, you know, I think Christian Kirk is the guy who you can you can rely that he's, his production is not going to drop off at his age, and he's only getting better and better in this offense. So let's hit it. Um, Chandler Jones. Um, he signed a five-year, eighty-two million dollar contract with fifty-one million dollars guaranteed. Okay. Um, he's gonna be unrestricted free agent next year. He's made, according to our friends at Spot Track, he has made. Hang on. So he's so he's thirty-one years old. He's obviously gonna be thirty-two mm -hmm. next. My math is on point. He has made. According to Spot Track, $98 million in his career. Yeah. Okay. Do you see him? This is a two part question. One, three part question. One, would you think about franchise tagging him, which is probably the least likely of all of them? Two, mm -hmm. would you give him a JJ Watt deal, two for 40 with 24 guaranteed, or do you let him walk? See ya. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, if, if you were asking me this after week one, I'm like, oh my God, you've got to get this guy resigned. And Give him $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, there were 16 more games. And he, we saw his, his first sack since week one in week nine. I mean, I know that he, he missed a couple games because the positive tests, but it's just, if he's going to command a ton of guaranteed dollars, you just, 
it's it's just a different case than JJ Watt. I think JJ Watt does a lot more and impacts the game uh, more than getting big sacks than Chandler Jones does. His rush defense is way better. Chandler Jones is pretty actually bad against the rush. Um, I, I just think that it just doesn't make sense unless there is a sweetheart deal. And I don't think you're going to get one with Chandler Jones. I think it's going to be very similar and continue to be very similar to P3, Patrick yeah. Peterson, Teddy Patrick Peterson. I mean, at least Chandler Jones isn't Patrick Peterson. You know, like <laughs> he's got, he's he's shown a lot more recently when he's played, but his ego is not the same. Yeah. He's not I, like, it's, it's, I. Do you want to deal though with more cryptic tweets? You know, do you want to deal with kind of another? For us, for sure. Yeah, for it's us, fodder. it's great content. Yeah. yeah, it's great content. No, uh, like, would he take a sweetheart? Would he take a hometown discount? I think he could. There's a very low chance, but I think he could surprise a lot of people for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially if they run every. So, say they make a deep run. Well, because here's the thing. Now, this is something we're going so long. Sorry, David Locke. Um, here is the thing, though, that we've never experienced with Chandler Jones is he's going to have FOMO, man. You want to leave this? You want to go get paid one more time and leave a place that you've called your home for the better part of the last decade? You think that that's the right move to get $10 more million? Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe the Bucks call him and say, hey, you know what? Come win a Super Bowl with us. If he wants to do that with BA, if he wants to go to the Packers or, you know, whatever. It's not an original story, but this is what everybody's been waiting for. Why are you jumping ship now? And that's going to be the toughest part. Like most of the players that we've mentioned haven't gotten their bag yet. Right. You know, I mean, Jason like, Pierre Paul signed two years, $25 million after the Super Bowl with the Bucks. I mean, he's that's an pretty absolute, much what, he's a hundred years old. He's a hundred <laughs> and, and he's still performing at a high 32. level with eight fingers. <laughs> yeah. so he was so young. So was that, yeah. so it must've been 2010 with New York. He wasn't there for the first. Was I don't know. Their first one? I don't know. I'm bad with that. I'm bad with years also. Yeah. But I mean, Jason Pierre Paul, he's been around forever. He's performing at a high level. I would give Chandler Jones that deal. It's the last year before Kyler Murray gets all would the you, money and the Cardinals probably lose everybody. Let me ask you this Would you do that deal or would you bring back Hassan Reddick? It's not a one year deal with Carolina. Um, yeah, I. I honestly think I probably I don't know if Reddick would be would want to come back after how everything kind of went at the end Cardinals of the day. Cardinals can't afford him now. Yeah, probably not. But Cardinals I can't mean, afford. You know, we have to break. Alex, there, there's two more though. There's two more. We'll hit them on the other side. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've blacked out. The tight end group. Oh yeah. yeah. Tight end group. Alex Clancy Bobrock. Max has too many X's in his name. Uh, coming up next, we'll do that and then we'll put a bow on what should be a formality of the Cardinals being the number one in power rankings across the landscape of sports media. But first, Cardinals fans, this is Alex Clancy with an incredible app everyone who buys gas, which is everybody, needs to know about. It's GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. And if you download the GetUpside app right now, you use promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. I mean, prices are getting outrageous. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just again, download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50, 50 cent, 50%. I, I mean, bet online just in my head to get 
50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. This is very important. I'm going to download the app. I mean, I already have it downloaded. I'm going to utilize it again today because I have to go get gas. The GetUpside app in Apple or um, Google Play, download it. Touchdown is the promo. Up to 50 cents per gallon off on your first fill-up with the GetUpside app. All right, final segment. This is a three-and-a-half-hour podcast. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. This is important, though. Follow him at Bob yeah. Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards on Twitter. So um, we've run down pretty much the whole list. The list of names that Bo has mentioned um, are going to be up for new contracts next year. And there's a couple that are going to be pretty easy to kind of determine. It's going to come down to the money. Robert Alford, um, you know, Dennis Gardeck, and then Colt McCoy, AJ Green, James Connors, kind of the next tier. Uh, we hit Chandler Jones. We hit Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds. Now it comes down to Zach Ertz and Max Williams. Zach Ertz has Arizona ties. Mm-hmm. He and his wife and JJ Watt's wife are friends, I guess you could say. I mean, they play on the same soccer teams. They've known each other for a long time. It's weird that JJ and Zach Ertz have never met each other. That was kind mm-hmm. of one of one of a fun little wrinkle into it. And Max Williams has been a fan favorite for a long time. He's a bruiser. He does the job that a lot of people don't want to do. He had this career renaissance with catching the ball uh, before he was put on season-ending IR. One, two, or neither, or both? Yeah, I think you prioritize actually re-signing Max Williams. I know he's, he's coming off the bad knee injury, but what he does, uh, he, he's the, he is the behind-the-scenes guy that kind of makes a lot of this work. And I think that he would be, you know, going forward, 27 years old, as Zach Hurts is going to be 31 this month. Um, I think Max Williams actually is the priority. And then if you can get Zach Hurts back and that continue to have that playmaking, you get him. But as far as the priority, I think it's going to be uh, Max Williams. And I think that the organization probably feels that way. Right. There's no, there's going to be no, you know, real other suitors for Max Williams services. You know, at least ones that because like Dennis Cardeck can surprise some people. You know, he could probably yeah. get, especially with his prowess on special teams. You kind of, and this is completely counterintuitive. You kind of want Zach Ertz to play at like a B minus level this year, so there's no real suitors, so you can get him on the somewhat cheap. Even though his contract, he didn't make a whole lot of money. This was before the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews situation where mm-hmm. they got wide receiver money. He made, I think he got a forty million dollar cut. Like he's not you know, you know, uh, destitute, but right. he may try to go look for a one year, seven or $8 million deal somewhere else. And he may go to Jackson, but we have no idea. Like right. if he wants to secure it one more time, he may be collateral damage, unfortunately, but what you can look at it as is the Cardinals gave up a late round pick for a top 15 tight end still in the NFL, probably top 12 for a year where they needed more than anything, tight end help. So it's a win right. no matter what. You yeah. just like to retain the services. And can keep in consideration, like Chandler Jones probably will net you a compensatory pick. Zach Ertz, I don't know what the rules are on that because he was traded for Philadelphia. I don't know if that goes out the window. I think they might be in line for one if, if Ertz walks. And there are a couple other guys that could get you a couple extra draft picks going forward. And at their ages, you know, as far as, you know, the foundation is already set. The, you, you also you have to prioritize a couple big things this offseason. Kyler Murray's net, his extension, Byron Murphy, you got to extend him soon. Um, it, there are a couple big, bigger deals coming up for this Arizona Cardinals organization. So, 
it's it's going to be very interesting um, to see what they do. I, I I don't envision them being the 2021 Bucks and and completely running it back with the exact roster and the guys that had helped them get to this. That it's not an indictment on these guys, but this is such a young man's game. And Steve Kime did such a good job this offseason in riding and in, in kind of being in, on in the middle of that line where he's bringing in the veterans and bringing probably be more veterans than any GM would be comfortable bringing in and then mixing them with the young talent that they have. That's the important part. You have that foundation of youngsters that you can build upon and you can bring in guys that say, hey, you want to play with Kyler Murray? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. You want to play with DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, you do. Uh I mean that that's the that's the pitch, and uh, it's going to be easier to keep these guys, and it's probably going to be easier to bring in more talent. Uh, you can't draft a young player at every position that we just brought up. Players that could exit, there's just not enough draft picks on the board. So it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Kime does. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, it's really going to be interesting when they had because they're going to have late picks, and unless there's something you know catastrophic happens in the first and second round, that's what you call inexpensive labor inexpensive yeah. employment which is going to prove to be paramount when kyler murray makes 95 million dollars a year like this is something that when you look at kansas city they're going to be the cautionary tale patrick mahomes took less money and they've still taken a step back this could be malaise you know a lot of times teams that lose the super bowl have a, have a bigger hangover than teams that win it last cam newton his career was never the same after they lost to denver but if you're smart, you start thinking today what you're going to do with this roster next year, who you're going to target in the draft, who you want to keep because Kyler Murray is going to make a boatload of money. And that's usually the kiss of death for teams winning. It is. And it's the weirdest thing that the NFL, like teams haven't adapted to it. They haven't adapted to it at all. Like unless you're Tom Brady, he got all of his money guaranteed. It looked mm -hmm. like he was team friendly. He got every single dollar guaranteed pretty much when he was restructuring. So they were just playing the salary cap like a fiddle, being able to pay other people. And then, as you mentioned, it was a Tom Brady effect where people would come and play there for less, which is what Kyler Murray hopefully inevitably will do because you want DeAndre Hopkins to retire a Cardinal. You want these guys to retire and play with Kyler in perpetuity. Um, yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things. Rap Sheet said that, and Ed Edmonds is likely. Oh yeah, we didn't touch this. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah. we did a little right. bit. You know, yeah. I think I think that they're set up. You got to manage Connor's carries. Obviously, keep him on a pitch count, keep him fresh, and he's he's the guy that's leading the NFL in in touchdowns right now. So you keep him where. Do he's you sign a running back? That's what I was thinking about. That I don't think you do. I think you really. I mean, I don't know what the organization's been dragging their feet on with Eno Benjamin. Maybe it's just been the perfect slow play. You know, obviously everybody wanted to see him earlier, but man. What a debut, just truck sticking somebody on his way yeah. to the end zone. Uh, I don't know if I'm naive thinking that, you know, with 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 uh, Connor and Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin and Rondell Moore, how you can incorporate him in the rushing attack, Kyler potentially coming back, and, and, and how you complete passes at such a high percentage. I think they should be fine for the next couple of weeks without Chase Edmonds. I don't – who's available yeah. that you could get to play that role as a pass catching back? I don't, I don't know. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, like, like there's people that are going to peek their ears up seeing, seeing Adrian Peterson get picked up, you know, like, thank God he was picked up before this happened. Oh yeah. Cause he, he beat Arizona Cardinal. <laughs> um, um, did you yeah, also see I mean, that Sam Darnold might not play this next week? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is, 
bounces happen. You never wish for injuries. Bounces happen teams' ways that are going on magical runs. I've said it since week one. Bounces happen. You never wish, but bounces happen. Chris Thompson, an interesting name. That's somebody that I would say, somebody like that. Because like Chris Thompson, remember, remember where we were in 2018 week one? Chris Thompson <laughs> ate the Cardinals defense lunch with Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, the aforementioned. Um, we're about eight minutes over here. Alex Lancy, Ballbrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll look towards the preview of another game that the Arizona Cardinals should definitely win. Do you sit Kyler Murray? Is Colt McCoy somebody that you can look at as a guy that even if Kyler's almost all the way there, you start him past next week with Seattle, even though Russell Wilson should be coming back. We'll talk about that later down the road. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for listening. Make sure to make your second listen, Peacock and Williamson, Brian Peacock. I feel bad for those guys today. And Matt Williamson, former scout. He's been around the game for two decades. Um, they do a daily podcast, national stories for the NFL. It's awesome. Thank you for making the Cardinals your first listen. Make sure to make Peacock and Williamson your second. We will talk to you tomorrow.